Welcome to BIV Today, the daily business podcast from the newsroom of Business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk Point, publisher and editor-in-chief. Now, you might expect that in the pandemic, people are taking more time to read and buying more books along the way. But the publishing business in Canada is finding itself in a worrisome, precarious state and warning of long-term risk for the sector if matters don't turn around and very, very quickly. Kate Edwards is is the executive director of the Association of Canadian Publishers, is the umbrella group for the industry. She joins me now from Toronto. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kirk. Uh, what are the main factors at play here? Well, the, the Association of Canadian Publishers represents small and medium-sized Canadian-owned book publishers um, who focus on Canadian authors primarily. They're often books that have... Uh, a new authors or, or books with a, a, a more regional or specialized focus, tourism, travel, regional history, and they don't necessarily have the, the media attention that some of the imported books, American writers, British writers, that are um, the, the bulk of the book sales in Canada in any given year. Um, that's, that's what uh, you often see on bookstore shelves. And what we've found, small small publishers have found this year, in particular, even more challenging is is getting attention and um, creating the right conditions so that readers can discover those books in situations where bricks and mortar stores are either closed completely for browsing, um, online sales channels are uh, focused on other products that uh, are are essential for consumers and are. Um, taking up warehouse space and, and delivery time. So it's been, um, the books are, are still being published, but it's been challenging this year to find an audience for those Canadian books in particular. So what, what conventionally had been happening, say pre-pandemic, Kate, that now can't happen? Uh, a big a big thing is is book selling and the experience of whether it's a, an independent store or a chain store where you are presented with thousands of, of books in person to to discover um, recommendations from a, a knowledgeable bookseller um, go a long way in building momentum especially for some of those emerging writers or, or um, first-time writers who um, who booksellers have have their eye on. Um, so that's that's one piece. Uh, the other thing that has been limited this year is the opportunity for in-person events and, and festivals. Um, festivals and reading series across Canada have been so creative and innovative in presenting different types of programming and uh, doing things that they would never would never be possible, um, attracting audiences from a, a a broader geography, but it's hard to um, hand sell books on Zoom and and f- yeah. facilitate that sales link at the at the end of a presentation or reading. Yeah. So it's it's um, been uh, it's that physical in person element that that has has been missing. Yeah, because when you go to a, a reading, for instance, you're. Uh... I don't mean to say, say people are shamed into having a book, but I mean, there, there's a little bit of peer pressure on you there to leave with a sold book. And, you know, you're not, you're not going to absorb the author's time freely if you have a conscience about you. Um, so is there anything that can be, that, that's working in terms of an innovation across things like Zoom in order to just get people to grab the book and pay for it? Uh, you know, as you're as they're learning from the author. 
Yeah, and and I think it's there is that excitement of meeting the author too in in person. Um, and publishers have been really creative this year. We have one member um, who was describing last week they had experimented with this. This was in um, sort of a higher ed context, so a, a, an academic audience, but a, a, a reading series over the the summer and into the fall with different authors who had new books coming out, presenting them as sort of a book talk. And they included at the end of the session, the publisher had a, had a code so they could track the sales that came specifically from that event through their own website. Um, that's one, one area where, where there has been a lot of growth this year is in direct-to-consumer sales by publishers. That infrastructure existed before the pandemic, but had been um, uh, a much smaller percentage of publisher revenue. And, and in the absence of other sales, sales channels, that that has has really picked up um, this year. And with something like that, where there's an incentive to buy at the end of an event and the, the possibility for the publisher to track the success of that promotion, it um, has been an interesting experiment that might continue in the future. Yeah, but I wanna go back a little bit because it, the, the ailment in, in this sector of the publishing business hasn't suddenly emerged during the pandemic, right? It, it was always a kind of a, uh, frailty around our, you know, our, our domestic publishing business in all of this. And so if you can take a look at what was happening pre-pandemic, do you already have some ideas about what has to happen post-pandemic in order to ensure that there is a stabilization? Of this yeah, it's, it's a really good, good observation. And, and I think the, the publishing industry, like so many other sectors, um, challenges that existed before the pandemic have been have been amplified. They there there have been adaptations and new things that people have had to do, but at at the heart of it, it's the same the same challenges that that Canadian publishers have always dealt with, which is um, small, relatively small market, a very large neighbor that to the south that sure. um, pr pr produces a huge amount of cultural content each year, um, and that has not has not changed. Um, in terms of, of supports that would uh, benefit the industry, and um, these were certainly things that our association talked about before, before the pandemic, um, one, one basic um, element is our, our copyright framework. This is, is particular, um, especially in the education sector right now, there have been changes to the Copyright Act in the last 10 years that have... Um, and made it difficult for creators and publishers to be compensated when their work is used in educational settings. That that basic framework and legal framework um, needs to function for for companies to be able to invest in new um, new content and new books each year. Is that um, it, is it enough though to to do the kind of copyright reform and the the rights reforms in order to can you really make the business? Uh, truly viable that way, or or are there other layers of support that have to come through? Yeah, copyright reform would be one tool um, in in a suite of of um, recommendations that that we've made to to government. Um, the the existence of a national independent publishing sector is the result of of strategic government investment over many years um, at the federal level. The, the main funding program, the Canada Book Fund, its budget has been um, 
stable but static since 2001. It's now coming up on 20 years since it's had any increase. And during that time, the industry has seen such a transformation in in terms of new business models, sales channels, um, and for small and medium-sized Canadian companies, um, that government investment for companies that are competitive and reaching certain benchmarks is essential in their ability to compete with, with the large multinational publishers who dominate the market. Do you get any sense at all from Ottawa that there is a, a willingness to uh, examine a, a, a bit of a reset for the domestic publishing sector? There has been wide wide support across all parties um, for a number of years for publishing support programs. Um, that program I mentioned in particular, the, the book fund, um, uh, it, the Standing Committee on Finance in 2016 made a recommendation that was supported across the board um, for an increase to the fund. Um, the department's own evaluation of, of the fund last year showed that it was successful, but under-resourced to, to meet its objectives. So there does seem to be political willingness to um, work with the industry and ensure it has the tools it needs to succeed. Um, and our, our request now, as we look ahead to budget federal budget 2021, which we expect will be focused on, on pandemic recovery, um, but that it, it include uh, those investments to, to existing programs that, that will be critical for, for recovery, especially in the cultural sector. Can you give me a bit of a reading on, um, uh, no pun intended, on, uh, on when uh, in, in our business, for instance, when digital came along, uh, there was this massive promise of it reaching vast audiences and um, making the cost of production a lot more affordable and uh, and somehow salvaging the economic picture of the industry that was beginning to to show signs of wear and tear but ebooks haven't done that for the printed book have they uh no it's and it's been it's been interesting this year to see and publishers um, have have a, are, are really running two parallel businesses. Um, they the the work that goes in the editorial work that goes into making a book um, is is the same often for for both formats, yeah. um, but the market currently demands both. The bulk of Canadian publishers' sales in a in a typical year, for our membership, more than ninety percent come from the sale of finished print books. Um, at the same time, there is market demand for, for digital. Um, public libraries are a big driver of that demand. Um, there are new, um, you know, new developments in accessible formats for, for readers with print and perceptual disabilities. That is another digital um, format that, that capacity and, and investment is required to meet. Um, this year, uh, on average among our membership, ebook sales are up. Um, about 60%. It is, it, it, it is starting from that very small um, or a more modest slice of the revenue pie, but we have seen a greater shift to e-reading e this year. And that's that's also reported by public libraries who have, have, have in some cases not been able to provide access to their, their physical collections in the same way that they normally would. But the um, the sales of those e-books uh, and the investment that's required to, to produce them, um, that increased sales revenue doesn't compensate for the loss of the print book sales that, yeah. that many of our members are reporting. So it doesn't, um, it, it, we haven't worked out that piece just yet. Yeah, yeah. It's not uh, not commensurate with the incremental expense. 
Um, you, you were moving around a number there in terms of a growth of, uh, of digital sales, and yes, you know, 60% on a low basis is not is not a very high uh, result. So let's talk about the numbers about uh, decline in the industry year over year, and uh, obviously uh, as a result of the pandemic, uh, you're witnessing uh, quite a serious decline. What are we what are we talking about here? 30, 40, 50, 60 percent? Yeah, so so um, I, I will say that the outlook for our membership has improved over the course of the course of the year. If we had spoken in the spring, it was it was uh, the forecasts were were much um, more dire. Um, the latest results we have from from this past November, about seventy percent of our our membership anticipated decline of about of at least twenty percent, thirty six percent. Uh, of at least 40% and a, and a small percentage, about 10% expect it will be more than 60%. Um, some of the, the, a lot of it is quite genre specific company. If you're a, a, a travel and tourism publisher and, and do guidebooks um, or a publisher who depends heavily on um, the tourist market, um, that's, that's um, a, big, a big business in Atlantic Canada and also in BC, sales have been, um, you know, tied with 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 tourism, and and that has not been possible this year. So they're seeing um, more more dramatic drops in revenue. Um, children's books and educational books have been quite strong as categories this year, as as parents uh, have been looking for supplementary materials if if they're learning at home or or doing hybrid learning. So it's not an even um, decline across the board, but on the whole. Um, most are expecting to see a double-digit decline this this year. So, what what are the implications then? Does it result in uh, consolidation in the industry a bit? Does it result in failure of certain firms? Does it mean down the road that there are far fewer Canadian authors that are getting their way into regional and national domestic publishing titles? Yeah, and I think I think again, the the answer to that, um, all of those things were possible before the pandemic. The the industry has been incredibly challenging for a long time, and and we have seen quite a bit of consolidation in the Canadian industry over the last ten to fifteen years. Um, this developments related to the pandemic may accelerate that for for some companies. Um, for others, it may mean um, reducing staff. It may mean taking on fewer book projects each year. It may mean um, taking fewer risks on, on books that a company might be particularly passionate about but can't necessarily guarantee will, will sell. And that ultimately um, does create fewer, leads to fewer opportunities for authors, um, especially for those, those um, niche or, or regional publications. Um, fewer choices for, for readers um, in the educational market, uh, fewer Canadian specific resources um, and, and learning materials. So it's, it's um, the impact may not be seen overnight. Um, you know, the, this publishers are, are still operating and, put, and putting out books, book, bookstores are still operating um, in different ways across the country, but over time, the capacity um, may erode uh, in order to bring those books out and, to market. And, and my recollection of the, of the industry, it, doesn't it also um, qualify for grants on the basis of having a certain amount of titles 
that have been published in the last number of years. So, so if there are fewer titles, that then presages fewer grants. Yeah, there and there are different um, eligibility requirements for for different programs. Some are are title based on title output. Some are based on a sales threshold. These are discussions that we're having with with different funders in, who do recognize that this is an exceptional year and and one that has um, has uh, has really affected companies' ability to to earn revenue in the way that they normally would. So we are and and they have expressed a lot of willingness to be flexible and and look at at different different scenarios in in the short term but over over the long term um yeah those those the way those programs are designed it's too early to tell if that if that will change in an in an ideal but uh, still pragmatic uh uh future what uh, what does that reset look like for the industry what would what would exist in the way of a support network? What would be the programs that would stabilize the industry to give uh, Canadian authors a greater opportunity to get their work to the public? Yeah. So um, adequate and consistent direct support to publishers would be one one thing. Um, we've talked more during the pandemic as as more shift. There's been greater shift to online book selling. Um, both both um, with large companies like Chapters Indigo, but also independents. So infrastructure support for, for bookstores is something that is being discussed with greater greater frequency. Things like postal, postal subsidies, which um, most other uh, developed countries do have in place to support their booksellers. Um, the cost, as, as an example of, of shipping uh, a typical book, it's, it's often you know, 10 to $15, which might be the price of the book. Um, so there are infrastructure supports there to, to support the network of bookstores across the country that, that would help. Um, purchase of Canadian books by Canadian public institutions like schools and libraries. Um, this is something that we continue to talk about and, and it's, it's um, there, there, could be greater focus on our own books and literature through through our public institutions. All of those different threads would come together to, to help bolster the domestic industry and ultimately bring Canadian writing to the broadest public possible. Okay, well then uh, last, last question on this one. Uh, might as well talk about the two elephants that get in the room with you. Uh, one being Amazon, the other one being Chapters Indigo. What, what how could they serve the interests of the industry better, you think? What would what would be your advice into them about how it is that they can provide support for domestic publishing? Yeah, and we've had um, we've had you know good discussions with both of those those retailers um, over the years, and especially especially this year. Um, Chapters Indigo has been placing greater focus on local content. And, and you see that, um, and unfortunately, many of us can't get into bookstores physically in certain parts of the country, but that's also starting to show up on their online store as well. Um, regional showcases uh, that highlight local books, um, trying to create that feeling of a, a local bookstore online. So that, and the early results of that merchandising has been quite um, quite fruitful and something that that we hope will continue and that we can work in partnership with, with the chain. Um, and Amazon, um, a big challenge this year with, with their service is that they are not 
um, they are not a, a bookseller. They sell everything. And when there's high demand from online shopping, uh, on online infrastructure, um, and fulfillment of all types of goods, um, books, you know, are, are one of the, the many basket that that are provided. So that that has been a big challenge. Um, greater highlighting and, and identification of Canadian authors in the book section of, of amazon.ca is something that's there already and can always be enhanced um, email merchandising and and marketing of those titles um, helps because lots of people are shopping there and then their eyes are are on that website mm. so more, more it's it's all about discoverability yeah well look uh hope people do discover some books uh for the holiday season uh we're all we're all kind of indoors it's like it's not like we're out there <laughs> having big parties uh, so and we're you know we're learning how to cook again and there are a lot of reasons why you should be having a book this holiday season or two or three reading is a great activity for social isolation self-isolation and social distancing so so buy local and buy often all right well stay safe and well kate good to talk to you thank you kirk take kate care Edwards is the executive director of the association of canadian publishers You've been watching BIV Today. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief at Business in Vancouver. Thanks. We'll see you again.